Hey, Courtney, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Can't complain. It's sunshiny outside. I'm wearing flip-flops. Oh, I'm a little jealous. No, I mean, there's still snow in puddles, so I have to be careful where I step. Yeah. But there's a lot more dry ground, so the last two days I've been wearing flip-flops. That's good. Well, this week, we're talking about Jesus' miracles and how he treated people. And then we're going to touch on some of his teachings again. So cool. I love it. We talked about that last week, so. It's true. I love it, though. Like, yeah. I had a few people tell me that they really enjoyed last week's conversation. Oh, good. Which I'm glad, because I also really enjoyed it and got very excited. So. Yes. You got way more excited than I did. I mean, it's still an exciting <laughs> conversation, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Sorry, <laughs> right, everybody. That was a uh, sound I make. <laughs> oh, you just hiccup. I had a friend once who uh, used to say every time someone would hiccup, she's like, okay, we need to think of something that's like, excuse you, like for hiccup. Yeah. So one time I hiccuped and she was like, cack of a sascap. And I was like, (laughs) oh yeah. Sorry. (laughs) That's funny. So we did that every time somebody would hiccup, we'd go cack of a (laughs) sascap. I forgot all about that, but I remember that now. That's so funny. <laughs> Somehow, like, almost 20 years later, yeah, it still sticks in my head. Every time I hear someone uh, pick so up, I'm funny. like, should I say it? Yeah. <laughs> That's so stamp. funny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love it. You cracked me up. Do you, do you think Jesus ever hiccuped? He probably did. Yes, I do. Because it's a normal bodily thing. <laughs> that is true. It's deep. Remember, fully man. True. So you would have hiccuped. Yeah. But like, would he hiccup at inconvenient times? Probably. Like when we giggle in church when you're not supposed to giggle? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's a human thing to do. Yep. All right. So I currently have my Bible open to John. I love John. I love John too. And John was Jesus' favorite. According yes. to John. <laughs> True. Yes. The, the one who Jesus loved. Yes. Yes. Which is true. Jesus loves everybody, so he does love John. But yep, that part is not a lie. Um my favorite what I'm this is a side note. Yeah. One of my favorite things about John, and it just tells you a little bit about his character. I'm yeah. jumping ahead slightly. Okay. But it's... We, don't, we don't jump around on this. <laughs> jump around. <laughs> get up, get up, and jump down. Oh, Those are not the right words, but. No, but I know where you're going. Yep. Um, where is it? In John. Yes, thank you. <laughs> John. Oh, man. The empty tomb. Peter and the other disciple went out. The other disciple was John. He was referring to himself, heading for the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple, John, (laughs) outran Peter and got to the tomb first. (laughs) (laughs) All I could ever see is like these two guys racing for the empty tomb, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. And then John writing about it that he won, but not wanting to be so prideful to say, yeah. I beat Peter. 
but to That's be funny. like um the other disciple won the race. That's funny. That I love me. it. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite. It's my That's favorite funny. John moment, I think, That's in the funny. whole Bible. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm currently in the book of John. <laughs> Yay. Um, John, oh man. Where's the first sign, according to John? The first sign. Oh, we had talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, John 2, turning water into wine. That's how he started his ministry. Oh, the second sign, healing an official son. Right. So he went to, again, to Cana of Galilee, where he had turned water into wine. So it's the same place. Yeah. Which is probably significant. Yeah. I don't really know the significance, but it probably is. Yeah, probably. Um, There was a certain royal official whose son was ill at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea and Galilee, he went to him and pleaded with him to come down and heal his son since he was about to die. Jesus told him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Um, which is, I like that he says that because that's kind of, I feel like that's his way of being like, hey, attention. Yes. Like, listen up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, sir, t- the official said to him, come down before my boy dies. Go, Jesus told him, your son will live. And the man did what Jesus said to him and departed. While he was still going down, his servants met him, uh, saying that his boy was alive. And he asked them at what time he got better. Yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him, they answered. The father realized this was the very hour which Jesus had told them, your son will live. Um, so I, not Jesus first miracle, but one of them. Yep. One of the first probably, well, according to John, it's the second miracle. Well, right. yeah. Second, second sign. Doi. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Doi. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, we've hit that fine line of when we should not be recording. Yeah, we should. <laughs> which we established a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And did not pay attention. It's true. Uh, so then the third sign is healing the sick. So that goes on. Um, and it, it talks about different healings, but it specifically says, it talks about in verse uh, 9, the day was Sabbath. The Jews said to the man who'd been healed, this is a Sabbath. The law prohibits you from picking up your mat. Um, so they were mad that he was healed on a Sabbath, basically. The guy that had been healed replied, the man who made me well told me, pick up your mat and walk. Like He's like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I couldn't walk, and now I can, and the guy who made that happen told me I could. Exactly. (laughs) So if somebody heals me, I'm going to listen to them. (laughs) Exactly. Like, Yeah. I never clued it. Like, I don't think I ever, like, picked up on that. That piece, like, that it was like, hang on, wait, what? Yeah. So then the Jews were like, who is the guy? Who's the man? The guy. (laughs) Who's (laughs) the man who told you to pick up your mountain and walk? And 
the man who was healed didn't know who it was because Jesus had slipped into the crowd that was already there. Right. So he yeah, couldn't I, find them anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just this, like, pick up your mat and walk. Hey, you shouldn't be picking up your mat. Well, I couldn't, and now I can. And the yeah. guy who told me that disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then the fourth sign is feeding the 5,000. We all know that story. What some don't know is that it's actually 5,000 men plus women and children. So it is. count the statistics <laughs> only counted men. They didn't actually yeah. count the women and the children. Yeah. So it was actually a lot more than that. Um, yes. I think families were big-ish back then, generally. So even if every family had two kids and... Of the 5,000 men, 3,000 were married. Yeah. Um, that's probably still, oh man, now I've just given myself math to do. Like 1,500. I didn't do that quite right, but about 1,500 people. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's cool. Like, <laughs> um, and so just for, the, just for the context of like, you get 1,500 people together and he feeds them with, two fish and five loaves of bread. Yeah. I'd be awestruck. Like what is happening? Yeah. It would be crazy. Like you'd be, yeah. I don't know. Like when you try and place yourself in some of those situations, you're like how would I actually respond? Yeah, exactly. Again, the feeding of the 5,000 is in multiple gospels. Yes. Which, which means, means it's important. Yep. Mark six. Uh, well, that's why I can't find it. I'm in Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it, it helps if you pick the right book. Mark 6, starting at verse 45. Okay. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to Bethsaida. Which, if you don't know this, to the other side, it might actually just be a lake that you can look across and see the other side. If we don't, We don't actually know how big these lakes were. But they were no. not big. They're not like a great lake. Yeah. Um, after he said goodbye to them, he went away to the mountain to pray. Well, well into the night, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land, which is terrifying. Yes. He saw them straining at the oars because the wind, again, this is an indication that the lake's not big. Mm -hmm. Because he was on the land and could see them straining at their oars. That's true. Um, he was alone on the land. He saw them straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Very early in the morning, he came toward them, walking on the sea, and wanted to pass by them. When they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately, he spoke with them and said, Have courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were completely astounded, because they had not understood about the loaves. Instead, their hard hearts were hardened. What is that Friends episode where, I can't remember the rest of the context of it, but I can only picture Joey going, A ghost! <laughs> it's... It's um, there's a game show, not not the bamboozled one, but it's he's on a game show and 
he's given a clue and he has to get it and he's like some guy might be like it's white oh and he's yes. like okay. milk a paper right. cream a ghost <laughs> but he gets, <laughs> does like a ghost for every answer so funny <laughs> oh man but think about it like if you saw that I'd, you'd probably think similar yep because what yeah. human being and, can walk on water and also just to point out Verse 48D, it says in my Bible. <laughs> um, he came toward them, and walking on the sea, he wanted to pass by them. He wasn't even walking to them. It's interesting. According to Mark. According to Mark. Okay, but like, <laughs> so is that just so he could get to the other side faster? Maybe. Or like, was it to see what they would do? Yeah, I don't know. Because you would think he would know. Yep. So was it like to test them? Yep. And see if they'd recognize him? Yep. I don't know. I know. Like, I'm like, interesting. It like, is. his disciples in a boat are for sure going to see a guy walking on water. They never, oh, yeah. as far as we know, they've never seen him do this before. Yeah. So they're not going to just be like, oh, yeah, that's Jesus. Hey, Jesus. That's, yeah, not like you're going to be and then go back to, like, yeah. whatever they were doing. Yeah. Now, are we still missing part of the story? Do you think? Y yes. <laughs> so I do. Flip-flop again. <laughs> flip-flop. To Matthew, not chapter six. The last two were both chapter sixes. Yep. Matthew chapter 14. Right. We're going to go just past, like, a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> um, in verse 27, immediately Jesus spoke to them, have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Then they got into the boat, and the wind seized. Ceased. Then <laughs> <laughs> those in the boat worshipped him and said, Truly, you are the Son of God. So, I just have questions. Yeah. How did they not, like, I know that it was windy. Yeah. Like, they were just with them. Would they not recognize them? At least as clothes? You would think. Like, they know them. Yeah. They're friends. Yeah. Unless he was too far out. Yeah. Because it wasn't dark. Yeah, it was night. So, like, unless he was too far out. Yeah. To but, like, like, he was close enough that in the wind, he could hear, they could hear their voices. But the wind can carry. Well, yes, that's true. But usually only one direction. True. Baby, you out of my world like <laughs> nobody else. Uh, okay, so maybe, or maybe they just got so scared. Yeah. And maybe they thought it was, like, they've seen him do miracles. Yeah. I think at this stage they've seen him do, yeah, like, a couple chapters back in Matthew, he, like, um, doesn't like rids of a unclean spirit. Yeah. So maybe they thought it was like a ghost or like spiritual warfare. Yeah. Like somebody's trying to trick us. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. It is interesting, like, the fact that they didn't recognize him. Yeah. So, that's my first thing. Yeah. My second thing is Peter, man. He does not hesitate. No. Like, he's like, okay, you say it's you? Let me walk on water. Yeah. And Jesus is like, all right. And Peter's like, sold. Yeah. So like, <laughs> he gets over now. <laughs> he gets out. But then all of a sudden, it's like, a, uh-oh, what have I done? Which, I've been there. Yep, 100%. <laughs> Maybe not yeah. necessarily with a boat, though I have had some experiences with boats. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But, yeah, like, you just, it, it baffles me that, like, there was no hesitation. Yeah. He just and, got up and... When I try to follow Jesus, usually I have more than, is that you? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I usually have a few more questions in between being in the boat and being on the water. Yeah. But, you know, even though he started to sink, I love the fact that Jesus reached out his hand. Yeah, I know. Like, that's such, to me, it's such, like, a beautiful image. Yeah. Of, like. Yeah. Yeah, of Jesus knowing, and he's just like, why? Like, after all of this time, why don't you have the faith in me? And I'm like, it's such an important question for all of us today, even. Because I'm like, we all have had those questions and thoughts and needed. And in the midst of our struggles and our sinking, we've needed him to come and reach out. And remind us that he is faithful. Exactly. I We could go on and on and on and on and on about all of this. We could. And I want to, but I won't. <laughs> I know. We could go on for, like, ages. Um, so we're going to backtrack slightly because that's what we do on this podcast, apparently. We flip-flop. But we flip-flop. So... Think about the feeding of the four th- the five thousand. Darn it! <laughs> I gave it away. <laughs> so, in the feeding of the five thousand, um, the disciples are like, "But Jesus, we can't feed all these people. We only have this little boy's lunch. What are we supposed to do? What do we do now?" And so then Jesus proves them wrong and and feeds everybody and still has how many baskets left over? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Well, 12, 12 baskets I, I left over. Yeah. So that was in, we talked about that in, in the six. Yeah. Mark six, John six, not Matthew six. Um, poor Luke, we're leaving him out today, but we left John out last week. But then in Mark, if we flip to Mark 8, yep, it looks maybe like the same story, but it's not. He fed 4,000 people. What? So where so, did the other 1,000 go? Or did he do it twice? So in those days was a large crowd and they had nothing to eat. He called the disciples to them and said, have compassion on the crowd. Cause they've already stayed with me for three days and had nothing to eat. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way. And some of them have come a long distance. Sounds familiar. His disciples answered, 
But where can we get, can, where can anyone get enough bread here in the desolate place to feed these people? How many loaves do you have? He asked them. Seven, they said. <laughs> it, it makes me laugh in case you haven't quite figured it out. They've already experienced the feeding of the 5,000. And then, and then, you know, however many days goes by, days, weeks, months, I don't know. Then they feed the 4,000 with more loaves and less people. True. <laughs> but they're like, but what are we supposed to do? How are we, like, I don't know how Jesus, maybe he was. I don't know how he wasn't like, think about it <laughs> okay i know that it's different because they're like physically in the same space as jesus like physically able to reach out and touch them and like yeah. physically saw all of that happen with the five thousand. but then i go how many times do we forget about the faithfulness and be like how am i supposed to do this yeah how am i gonna get through this but then jesus is like hello like yeah yeah I got you through last time. Yeah, I'll do it again. But like, I don't know if that's the same or not. It's just the thought that popped No, I think head. so. I think it is. I think it is. Um, yeah, it's just that like, every time I read this, the reading of the 4,000, yeah. and I get to that like, how many loaves do we have? Seven? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> last time you only had five and you fed more people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It is funny. So, and you had fish. Yeah. <laughs> last time, too. Exactly. Like, that's true. But I was like, what? But you're right. We do that all the time. Yeah, we do. I don't know how many times people, myself included, are like, um, I don't know how I'm going to make this work. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and then Jesus is like, well, how did you make it work last time? Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't. You did. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. Um, and it's that same concept here. Like, how are we going to make this work? They're not seeing the godness in no. that moment. Exactly. They do a minute later when he actually feeds everybody with this bread. Yeah. But, exactly. And also, and another thing <laughs> with both of these. And another thing. Yes. Did he multiply it in front of them? Or was it, like, the never-ending loaf of bread? Uh, okay, but I, here's my thought. I feel like it must be, like, you know, like at a restaurant when you don't even notice they refill your drink. Yeah, like the because old factory. he took a basket yeah. and raised it up, yeah. or whatever he did to bless it, but then... At the end, there were 12 basketfuls left over. So there had to have been, maybe it multiplied enough in one basket, they could start to shuffle it to other baskets to pass out. Yeah. And then it just kept automatically, like you take two items out and three would appear or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Like, I'm like, I want to know the logistics of all of this. Yeah. Like, I want was it, did everybody see it multiply or was it yeah. just... Here's yours, here's yeah. yours, here's yours, 5,000 times, and they think it's a magic trick. Yeah. Interesting. I never thought quite about, like, the logistic aspect of it. Yeah. 
Also, how long did it take to feed that many people? Right. Because I think it's just the disciples. Yeah. Sorry. So you, you think about, like, how long it takes at a church potluck, which I know we haven't had in, like, ages. But, like, think about how many people, how much time yeah. it takes for everyone to get through a church potluck, and then multiply that by, like, 40. Yeah. Unless, which it still would be a crowd, but unless it's a similar thing to, like, we don't do this in the Salvation Army as much, but, like, communion. Yeah. Like, come forward and we'll bless you and the bread. Which could be. I don't know. Yeah. But there would have been a leftovers, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. in this story, was there leftovers or was that just the 5,000? Um, let's see. They Yeah, they ate and were satisfied and they collected seven large baskets of leftover pieces. Seven loaves. And they were, they fed 4,000 people, and then we're still left with seven full baskets of bread. So, I mean, maybe they did still come forward. Yeah. But not more than, like, a communion piece of bread. Yeah. Like, maybe they got, like, a sandwich size piece yeah. of bread. Before we, before we close up, there's still so many, like, uh, so is. many things, like, Jesus casting demons into a... A herd of pigs and sending them over a cliff. Yep. Um, there's just so many stories to go over. We're not going to go over all of them because, but one thing I do want to go and talk about for a minute is the transfiguration. Okay. Because I think it's important and I didn't realize what it was or how important it was until probably actually maybe even COVID when I was really starting to dig more into yeah. the life of Jesus. Yeah. So <laughs> I've always read the story, but I just didn't know yeah. really what it was. So I'm in Mark nine right now. Okay. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves to be alone. Again, there's a theme go be alone. He was transfigured in front of them and his clothes became dazzling, extremely white as no launderer on the earth could whiten them. Elijah appeared to them with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah because he did not know what to say since they were terrified. So like, first of all, Peter's like, I don't know what to say right now. Let me yeah. set up a tent for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. Like yeah. if I don't know what to say, I'm like, uh, <laughs> like yeah, I I'm know. not coming up with, let me set up a tent. Exactly. <laughs> um, so then in verse seven, a cloud appeared overshadowing them and a voice came from the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one what they'd seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. That's Jesus. Till Jesus yes. had risen from the dead. They didn't know he was going to raise from the dead yet. No. They kept this word to themselves, questioning, what is rising from the dead? Then they asked him, why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Elijah does come first and restores all things, he replied. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer all things and be treated with contempt? 
But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did whatever they pleased to him, just as it is written about him. So, there is a lot. <laughs> there is. That is a lot to deal with. Um, first of all, Jesus became dazzling and white. Yeah. Is that like glittery? That's how I picture it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like when a disco ball hits off, like glitter. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, it's making me think about in Exodus 34. Yep. Where is that? Um, Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, and he took the veil off until he came out. So there was no veil over his face. And he yep. came out and spoke to the children of Israel that which he was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that his, the skin of his face shone. And Moses put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. So obviously... It's like God showing up. Yeah. Right? And that, I think, I think there's a connection there between yeah. Jesus essentially shining or what it appears to be shining and Moses shining when he had an encounter with God. Yes. Uh, isn't there a Bible verse? Hang on. Glory of the Lord. Sean, Sean around them? Yeah. Yeah. So then maybe that's a glory of the Lord thing. A glory yeah. thing. Yeah. The glory of the Lord. Oh, that's <laughs> rise. Rise among us. Um, yeah. That is not helpful. It took me to a commentary. Luke 2 verse 9 from when Jesus was born. Okay. Anyways. Um, but yeah. And then, so first of all, we have shiny Jesus. And then we have... All of a sudden, we find out that Moses and Elijah are there. Yeah, we haven't have been, seen Moses and Elijah in thousands they, of years. Yeah, like they've been dead forever. So theoretically, nobody has seen them before. Which means, yeah. how did they know they were them? Right. Uh, the Holy Spirit is my guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, also, a, um, a take I heard on this, and I, I haven't done the research to know if it's true, but... yeah, um, it, it was people that I trust in their teaching that were talking about it. Saying, like, okay, so Moses led the Israelites through the desert. Yep. Went up on a mountain, could see the promised land. Yeah. And then God was like, but you don't get to go. Yeah. And he died. Did True. not make it to the promised land. Yeah. Um, so this take that I heard was that perhaps the transfiguration was taking place in the promised land. And that Moses options then were, do you want to go into the promised land with this group of Israelites who are now mad yeah. at you? Cause it took them 40 years to get here. Yeah. <laughs> or would you rather go into it with Jesus? That's interesting. Never, never thought of that before. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't know. I haven't done research on it to know for sure, but I was like, that's an interesting take it on it. It is. 
And then the fact that, like, Peter knew that it was Moses and Elijah. Mm-hmm. Don't know how that happened, but, again, the Holy Spirit. Like, there's just so many things, and then and then a voice, which the most normal thing in this whole thing seems to be that a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. Yeah, because that, they would have seen that before. Yeah, like this, well, that's theoretically, the part of the story. Because that similar thing happened when Jesus got baptized. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, yeah, just like, I think it's an important part of the Bible. Yeah. Transfiguration, it's called. Um, and I think it's a part that we often overlook. Yeah. Because we focus so much on what's surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah. So, pay attention. So, we just, we want to encourage you over the next week, if you're listening to this, to read um, some of those, like, in-between verses. Like, next week, we're going to start talking about Jesus predicting his death um, and preparing his disciples for the things that are coming. Um, So, like, try to catch up on some of his miracles. If you want, go through the multiple gospels and see what stories are in more than one gospel. Cause it is, right. it, it really is exciting. It's really fun to see. It is. Um, and they tell different aspects. Like we saw today, the feeding of the 5,000, three of the gospels recorded it totally differently. Yep. Exactly. So, and, and largely what I like about that is like <clears throat> Courtney, myself, and someone else could see the exact same thing. Like, for example, we could all be at the exact same hockey game and see the same goal, but have three different perspectives yeah. on how it went in. Yeah. And so well, that's, that's that's similar to how that's that's how why gospels sometimes have those differences. And that's why when you're at a hockey game, when they are reviewing a goal, they are going to review from cameras at different angles. Yeah. Just but like I, when we're reviewing the Bible, it's okay to review it at different angles. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, the core, yeah. the, the meat of it the, is the same. The puck either went in or it didn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, the goal is still the goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, so. that's just a way to describe yeah. that. Because sometimes yeah. it, people get confused. Yeah. So, we're starting to get there. We've only got three three episodes left after this one. Oh my goodness! Two it's going before by so Easter. Fast. I'm kind of sad, I know. but happy at the same time because it means I can drink coffee again soon. <laughs> true, very true. Yep. Um. All right, Alicia. Hey. Thanks again. You are welcome. Thank you. We will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.